Welcome everyone to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everyone out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. Thank you for joining us on our spicy little pod where we talk all things pop culture, movie, entertainment, TV, uh, all that good stuff. I'm your host with the most, Papa Spice, and I'm joined by two of my bestest buds, Hans and Harry. Hans, how you doing tonight, buddy? Good. I'm sorry if there was like any disruption just a minute ago. Um, my uh, apparently my my family does not know that I am uh, currently recording, so uh, they called me. So I don't know if that came through. Apologies, uh, you know, for this for the early disruption. <laughs> it's got that emergency call that says answer ASAP and clicked <laughs> the decline. <laughs> I I stopped hearing stuff and I was, I'm like, uh oh, like what is that? Oh, mom. <laughs> Mom, hold on. I gotta. Uh, I'll call you back in in three hours. So yeah, dude. Priorities. Uh, it's all about yeah. the pod, <laughs> dude. I'm, I as you can tell so far from the, my my stellar introduction, uh, it's been a day. So uh, you know, just get trying to get through the week. Uh, currently Wednesday. We're at. We're, I'm. I, it always happens in, at like towards the end of the summer where I start getting like loopy, and it just you know I. I I, I feel like the summer kind of whizzed by, and I didn't do much. Going to Hershey Park soon. So you were just down the that. shore for like five days. I was down there for t- t- four days incrementally, so um, so it wasn't like straight days, but mm. yeah, but it just I don't know. And we're also in, in August. It's, it's like just too hot. It's like eight. It's like yeah. eighty-seven, but it feels like one hundred and twelve. Yeah, so that's true. Real like feel is hell. <laughs> Uh, that's all it says. It doesn't give an actual number. I'm with you. I think the, uh, the summer did whiz by. So it's kind of a bummer. I mean, you got, uh, you know, the summer's over when, when movies are like, you know what? We're just going to release Blue Beetle at the end and Gran Turismo. That's how, that's how you know that you're officially at the end of that last stretch because then it's just, you know, you're, you're, you're getting that, that, that D quality movie uh, that's coming out. So. Yeah, August is definitely like throw everything at the wall and see what sticks month <laughs> for sure. Yeah, uh, Harry, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, I've had a pretty long day uh, today with it being Wednesday. Uh, I've actually I put another tick in the column for how many times we can mention weather on our uh, pop culture <laughs> podcast. Um, we haven't done it in a while. The streak continues. The streak continues, my friend. In um, a while, I, I think we do it every episode. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. <laughs> no, I don't it think every, we did every... it last time. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Good, good uh, take. Um, uh, uh, might have made that part up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Uh, it was a long weekend. I uh, took the wife up to New York to see the Jonas Brothers at Yankee Stadium. Um, they had a terrible time trying to get in from what I hear. It was, uh, very difficult for multiple different people. It wasn't they didn't a usual concert. Yeah. They didn't the have Jonas tickets. They, yeah. <laughs> the Joe bros. Exactly. It's our show. Let us in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was wild. They were trying to get in a concert. That was, that was Peter Jonas saying that he's exactly. one of the Jonas's, right? Is it, exactly. what's the plural of Jonas's? Is it Joni? Yeah. It's Joni, I think. Yeah. No, I'll you're thinking of the guy from... You're thinking of the guy from Weezer who sings "My Name Is Jonas." <laughs> well, that's a singular Jonas. Yeah, that's only one Jonas. If we're, yeah, if we're talking about multiple Jonases, it's Joni. Jonas is. 
Thanks for yeah, coming so over anyway. to his brother's pod. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah. So I drove uh, drove up there. Drove back. Uh, New York traffic uh, wasn't great on the way back, but you know we do these things for the ones we love. Uh, saw a movie uh, in between. Uh, you know, the last voyage of the Demeter, which was. Uh, I'm not a huge horror guy, so it was very mid for me. I know Greg, you're a little bit more positive on it. Um, and yeah, that was my weekend. So and uh, my week so far. So. All right. Well, thanks for catching us up on your life. Yeah, man. Anytime. That's why. That's why I'm here. You know, <laughs> giving us the more. More. more blow. I love it. We're gonna have yeah. to start doing like New York traffic reports. Yeah. <laughs> for more well, Harry, uh, daily takes, let me know. <laughs> Broadway for next all the week. Way up. I saw the same movie that you did, which is the Last Voyage of the Demeter. Not with you, but separately. Thank and, God. Yeah. I mean. I well, I am a horror fan. I'm, I I wouldn't say it was amazing by any means. It was uh, to pull a page out of your book. It was fine. I, yeah, I don't know. It was good. It's it was not a waste of time. I'll say that. <laughs> Fair enough. So. I uh, I would agree with you. I think it was uh, solid, worth a trip if you're a horror movie fan. Um, but I think you know temper expectations, and I think you'll be uh, enjoying it. Surprisingly, I thought the cast. I, I didn't recognize half of them until after the movie. Um, mm. and do a little deep dive into that cast if you ever get a minute and uh, you'll be surprised at some of them. Um, especially I would say the young kid, I didn't, uh, realize, um, what he was in. So no spoilers, but yeah, check it out. This, this movie's about Dracula, right? Yes. Okay. I didn't say I, I'm well, one of the three of us that did not see yeah, it. Yeah. I was going to say, let's play America's favorite game. Has hands seen it. <laughs> No, he's no. not. No, yeah, he but, didn't. No. Um, but I will tell you, over the weekend, Titanic was on about seven times, and I watched mm. it at least two. So, and it's four hours on actual TV. Draw me like one of your oh, French yeah, vampires, commercials. Yeah, Come on, dude, um, it's, it's awful. Uh, with Last Voyage, I will say, number one, um, happy to have Liam Cunningham in some roles. I love him. Uh, he actually did some voice work for the Masters of the Universe uh, series that was on Netflix last year uh, or two years ago. I think it was Masters last year. Of the Universe. Um, so happy with that. And I, I really enjoy getting to live vicariously through others. I don't jump often at horror movies, but I take delight seeing other people jump hair. That's happened with you. When, when we went uh, to it's, see, more, it's more, it's more uh, of a evil dead. I get, rise. I get squeamish. Uh, no, but there's been times where you've jumped, jumped our Tim, buddies, Tim and Dom. Yeah. They're, they're big on that. I know Dom definitely did with talk to me, but there was a middle-aged couple the row in front of me and the woman jumped several times and I took delight in that. I was like, Ooh, good. It, it's getting, it's yeah. getting some play here. The scares. Speaking so. of, uh, speaking of guests in front of you, uh, in front of me, uh, I had an older gentleman pull out his phone, uh, with the screen full brightness, uh, during the movie, Ugh. uh, then open up Amazon and, uh, then proceed to just close his phone. Uh, while Amazon was loading on a big white screen with the Amazon logo in the center. So thought it was buying a Demeter shirt. That's unhinged just, behavior. Yeah, just shrugged my shoulders and said, sure, pal. Thanks for that. Um, Did so, he buy something? Yeah. I think the like, appropriate response nope. is a stake through the heart. <laughs> the Amazon home screen didn't even load. It was doing the, you know, wait, like pending. Here's the Amazon logo. And just he just closed it right then and there. And that was it. I 
I won't lie. I've I've done. I I'm I'm considering if I'm in a theater by myself or there's no one behind me. Yes, I pulled out my phone to like check maybe if it's a movie I'm not really interested in. Maybe check like sports score or something. Anything going on? God bless you. I saw that sneeze. And um, so I uh, that was to Harry for everyone listening. He sneezed. Yeah, for uh, all the listeners that also <laughs> saw Harry sneeze. Yeah, <laughs> Harry sneezed. Some of us know how good. to mute our mic and uh, make sure. <laughs> Dude, I did that once. Go out. <laughs> I did that once. Um, but I, I like. That would drive me nuts. I, 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 if you're on full brightness and you're like in front of in, in front of a somewhat packed theater, don't do that. I, I you, you have every right in this country to take that phone and throw it, and hopefully it breaks. Oh, you're a lawyer now. Cool. Yeah, you have. I Not only is he our roaming news reporter, but he's also our the the I'm a lo- I'm, I'm place a, lawyer. Yeah. I sign Great. all contracts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I find it disrespectful to. The movie, the filmmakers, all that stuff. Yeah. But um, listen, yeah, if, he, I, the but other if, if you're going to watch, well. like, if you're going to watch, if I go to watch Blue Beetle or Gran Turismo, I'm pulling out my phone and I'm like, no, nah, I might actually pull out my phone and play the real Gran Turismo while that movie's on. Then what's the point of going to see it? I'm just kidding. I'm not really that. I'm not kind of goes Gran mm. Turismo. I, so I will. I will opening not night. Not in his defense. It was about it was about fifteen thirty seconds, and then he. I think he opened his phone once more. Um, but uh, this router a that, potato. It, was, it, was it done, takes fifty seconds you know? to open an app. <laughs> fifteen. I said fifteen. Did, 15? I, did it sound like fifty? It's still it's long. Fifteen. Oh my, uh, I mean, he, he that decided old, on, on he, that did, he did take a second. <laughs> yeah. He did take a second to decide which ad to hit, if or which app to hit. I should say. <laughs> He's on that Bell Atlantic service. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, that's enough of that nonsense. Let's move on, and we're gonna visit our roving reporter one christopher hanratty coming to you live from the streets of any town usa it's chris hanratty i need you got to send news me, for us I, I need you to send me that from my ringtone so that wakes me up and not only just that that it, it'll drive Catherine absolutely insane if that's her wake-up call oh yeah you gotta play a full volume everywhere buddy even everywhere. in the office <laughs> even when if, if i'm walking by and finn's sleeping that's that's blasting no. <laughs> All right. Well, start off box office. Uh, once again, Barbie's number one with 33 million. Uh, number two, Oppenheimer, 18 million. And number three is our topic for tonight Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Um, Barbie is on track to, um, or it's, it's ready to surpass it, or it has already, or it's about to surpass The Dark Knight in Warner Brothers' highest grossing movie, which is a, it's a sentence I never thought I would say in January when we were talking about our most anticipated movies. Uh, didn't, I didn't even have Barbie probably finishing top 10 uh, in, in highest grossing for the year, and here we are. We are currently in Barbie. Barbie is the year. 2023 is the year of Barbie. Um, it's currently going to outpace probably in the next few days. Uh, Super Mario is the highest grossing movie of the year. And uh, I'm not sure about you guys. I don't see any other movie coming out this year that is going to end up breaking that record. Um, I know we have the Marvels. I know we're all excited for Willy Wonka. Or whatever wonk or whatever it's called, but um, yeah, it, it's, they don't it's estimate looked... the wonk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I honest, and I, we joke aside, uh, all jokes aside, um, pro- reverse it. <laughs> I, I, I hope our buddy Sean's listening to that and just that <laughs> it plays over in his head, uh, because it drives him nuts. Um, but you know, Barbie has had a historic run, but as of right now, I mean, I think this weekend it's probably going to get dethroned by um by the uh, highly anticipated uh, 
DC movie Blue Beetle, which is estimated to do thirty million. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll throw it to you guys. I, I I don't think this was on our any of our most anticipated list, or if it was, it was honorable mentions possibly. But we are now uh, looking at Barbie surpassing two major milestones, at least for the year, and then for a major company like Warner Brothers. Papa, yeah, baby. Dolls up, Nolan's down. Uh, it's Barbie's world, and we're just living in it. And she, she Barbie smacked Nolan, man. First it was op, and now she's coming for the crown with the Dark Knight. It's it's oh pretty God. wild. Um, <laughs> he's getting so angry right now, guys. Unnecessary uh, like slander. <laughs> no, you know, you know, I love Nolan, but it is. Um, I think the Prove most. It wild stat for me with that is that it is um gonna be wb's uh most what would you say most profitable or highest highest earning? grossing highest grossing. highest grossing film uh in their history that is wild to me um i could have seen it i could have foreseen it making a billion i don't think i would have guessed that high but um but i would say it was within the realm of possibility um but to be like the top movie for that studio is uh, is pretty wild. And I also think it is a testament to how good that film really is. I mean, I've seen it twice, loved it both times. By the way, when, when we spoke about it on our previous app, I scored it 4.25 with an asterisk that I was, you know, going to review that score and I bumped it up to 4.5. Um, so fantastic movie if you haven't seen it go check it out it deserves all the success in the world hair what about you yeah i mean um it reminds me uh just recently uh and we were talking a little bit i i think it might have been off air in regards to a variety article um from randall park uh hoping mm-hmm. that hollywood learns the appropriate lessons um about barbie and you know, makes more movies about women um, and not based off of toys. So I know there's a lot of talk about the Mattel cinematic universe and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is this is one of those kind of perfect storm movies um, came out during the right time, dominated uh, the box office. Um, shocking that a movie uh, about a toy that's been around since the 50s uh, outgrossed a three hour uh, movie about a guy who created the atomic bomb. So nobody's nobody, not even me, is shocked that Barbie made more money than Oppenheimer. But as as Hans mentioned, kind of the lead there about the Dark Knight, uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, in regards to it, I mean, the Dark Knight had a lot of things going for it as well. Um, when it first came out, um, you know, with the death of Heath Ledger and just you know being regarded as the best superhero movie uh, of the time, and in my mind, I don't think it's been uh, surpassed. I mean, you can make a case for Avengers Endgame, but you know, Avengers Endgame doesn't work without the whole saga. Um, well, most of the saga, some of the saga is uh, a little bit of a, uh, as we like to say. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, no, no shock, uh, Barbie and uh, movies about women um, and women supporting women and people supporting women is doing well. Uh, my question back to hands is, is does this change uh, anything for you about wanting to see it? Obviously, you haven't seen it. I don't think you had any desire to go out and see it, but does this make your ears perk up a little bit? Or when this drops on, let's just say HBO Max, are you are you there? Or sorry, I apologize, Max. Uh, are you you know logging into my account day one and and throwing it on? 
Uh, thank you for that. Uh, I, I never, <laughs> I never said I didn't want to see this movie. I never said I didn't have interest in seeing it. Yeah, I, I, just, I didn't, I, I, I didn't with, mean that. Yeah, with my, yeah, with my, with the timing that I had available, I much was more interested in Oppenheimer. Um, I will watch this movie when it comes out. I, am I a sucker for it? I'm not in that ballpark of just because it made a boatload of money doesn't mean I'm going to run out and see it. Like I, I, I do think like I haven't seen. Well, I I know it, it kind of lost a lot of money. Was Fast X? Um, that wasn't as yeah. as as successful as I guess they were hoping for it to be. I mean, I didn't run out Not and at see all. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just as an example, with some of those those higher higher grossing movies, I maybe ten years ago I'd run out and want to run out and see it. But yeah, you know, I, I I would definitely wait for this. And and this isn't something that I would I would put off whenever it comes out to whatever streaming service it'll be on, which is most likely Max. But I will I will check it out. Uh, I I I think my, I have a little more interest in it because um you know we talked about last week or the last episode when we talked about Oppenheimer and Barbie was the the marketing behind all of this. And I I think we're already past that point where marketing usually affects opening weekend numbers or maybe the second weekend, but we're looking at uh, almost a month that Barbie has been released and it's, it's absolutely destroying records and it's destroying the box office. I mean, uh, between, between Oppenheimer being number two and and Barbie that there's 15 million in between them. Um, now you we're at that point in the summer where Barbie's probably going to end up being number two next next week, um, but uh, you can't take away from the fact of what it what it did, and yeah. it has legs. It it has yeah it has very yeah. strong legs, and it's it's yeah. I, I think that that that's probably what piques my interest the most is how the, the staying power that it currently has. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, every once in a while, I feel like there's these movies where. I either have no desire to see it and then I hear about rave reviews or I talk to you guys and you're like, yo, man, did you check it out? I mean, not even just at the movies, just even streaming or television shows um, or, you know, this is the most popular, you know, something like Squid Game, for example. You know, when we talk about TV of just kind of being in the lexicon and people talking about it and being on social media and it's like, what am I missing out on? So. Um, and I get that sometimes with, you know, movies where it's like this movie's still, you know, performing pretty well. So I was just curious if that, uh, changed anything for, you know, like, cause I, you know, I'm sure you were settled on watching it when it dropped on streaming, but, um, was just curious about, uh, you know, if that changed anything for you. Yeah. I'll check it out when it's on, on the max or whatever the, whatever it's going to be called by the time it comes out. By the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, the max. The max. Um, drop the the, it's cooler. It's, it's it's what yeah, um yeah. Next up, uh, we talked. I think I I think this was recorded on the show last week. One of the things that Greg had mentioned was that he was interested in getting some of the final or final four, the Fantastic Forecast announcements. Hey. Uh, I I'm not sure. I know it was towards the end of the episode or off off air, but uh, good news. The day after uh, uh Papa had mentioned that. We started getting some uh, some hot rumors about who's going to be playing the Fantastic Four. Uh, for anyone listening, this is not I'm not a confirmed source as much as my my um, my my source is Twitter. Your credentials um, say so. My, my Kevin Feige's X. calling off the sniper. Uh, yeah, I do apologize. It's not Twitter. It's X. Um, so my <laughs> my my sources come from all of there. But um, we have at least 
two or about four rumors of casting. So we have um, the first Sue Storm, which is Vanessa Kirby, is apparently the lead to be Sue Storm. Uh, I don't know what she's in. I think she's in one of the the um, Mission Impossible movies, maybe both. Uh, I think that's Vanessa Kirby. Not sure uh, if she is. Uh, that's great. It's a good resume so far to have. Um, for the Human Torch, Joseph Quinn of recent Stranger Things season four fame. Um, I know he was a kind of See a the fan heavy metal fan. rocker guy. He is the one that rocks out the Metallica uh, while yeah. uh, he's getting eaten alive. Uh, okay. uh, as spoiler you know, alert. of course, spoiler for a, a two year old show. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so he was a he was a <laughs> he was a pretty big um, fan casting. I know uh, at least last year when they started talking about this. And then the other um, the other one, which I, I've seen a little bit a little bit loose, was Matt Smith playing. Uh, Reed Richards. Uh, Reed Richards. There's a couple mm. names going around for him. I know it was him, Adam Driver, and there was a f- another name that I cannot think of at the moment. Um, but I think it's it's the, right now Matt Smith is is the the big name that's going to be casted. Um, and then Galactus is going to be the main villain. With if rumored is rumors are true, Antonio Banderas will be voicing um, Galactus. Uh, and then the of bear fame, I don't know what else this guy's in. Ebony Moss, Backrack. If I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry, Backrack. However, I pronounce it, Ebony. I apologize, but he's apparently supposed to be um, rumored to be in Fantastic Four, but we don't know as who. Um, so we're still pending uh, some castings on the thing, and if they do Doctor Doom, if he will be present. But as of right now, those are those are the. Um, the uh, the rumored you know whether or not it'll be confirmed soon I'm thinking it will be I don't even know when this movie's coming out anymore because everything's getting pushed back but um, I'll throw it over to our number one MCU a uh, number one MCU guy Harry oh man I'm so glad you started with me what um, are your thoughts about this I know you're very amped about this movie listen um, you mentioned a lot of great names there uh, this is probably some of my least favorite stuff is trying to fan cast or you know, let's have hot takes uh, in regards to who they are uh, as the actors will be playing them. Um, as much as I love a hot take, I don't, I don't really have anything hot to say about this. Um, I really like Vanessa Kirby. Uh, I think she would be great. Um, the guy in Stranger Things that uh, only has one thing to his name that I can recall right now. Um, I, I haven't been up on his IMDb. Uh, he has, I, I, and I'll, and I'll fact check this. He has one or two things that you, you've known him, you've seen him in, and I yeah. can't remember what it is. Well, the my main, my main point with this, and before I throw it over to Papa, is just this is, I think, becoming very challenging for Marvel because of just where we are and how many actors that uh, they've gone through in regards to their shows. I mean, you're kind of fighting with DC in regards to certain things, um, and not. I don't. I don't doubt the capabilities of Marvel to be able to cast because I would say for the most part they they hit they hit it out of the park. Um, I think that also comes with the writing and the stories that they're choosing to tell. I think they have a really good blend of finding the right people for that. It's just I really. I really feel as though, like, I know there was talks about um, Hugh Jackman playing a huge role in what's it called it, uh, whatever Infinity War or whatever it's going to be. Um, not Infinity War, you know what I'm talking Secret about. Wars. Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Dude, and it's just, 
it, it it smells a little bit of me. It smells a little bit more to me of the Marvel uncertainty and the Marvel nervousness. Um, so I can't, I would imagine, you know, and this is why I'm going to throw it to Papa to get his thoughts. Um, because, you know, let's, let's say these are the actors, um, you know, or some of them will be, um, how you feel like this will help carry or propel because I can't imagine there's not a discussion. And this is the other part of it that I think is difficult too. Um, like this is going to be a one movie thing for the fantastic four. I, I feel like they're going to need them to carry some weight besides the X-Men uh, in regards to this. So, um, But Papa, what I'm thinking, yeah, yeah and from what I know, like they said that I, and, and, and Greg, you could probably confirm this, at least the next phase is, well, the current phase is the multiverse saga. And then did they name the next the garbage, one? Or, the garbage the saga? Gar- the garbage saga. It's just, yeah, it's garbage, man. Um, it hasn't they, been named, but like the rumor is the rise of the mutants or something. Or along I've heard like lines. cosmic, the cosmic saga, or I don't know, or or mutant saga. Either way, but I think I, Harry, I think you're right with um with Fantastic Four is probably going to pull a lot of weight moving forward. Well, it's going to have to. Wars. It's like that and X Men are going to be like the I would assume Tony Stark and Captain America of like you know the pillars of this and. I'm sure there's going to be different roles, especially with X-Men. You're going to have so much flexibility with who you cast and what characters you want to do. But Papa, you know, as a, as a resident nerd, um, what would you like to discuss in regards to this? I mean, am I, am I off base here? I mean, I, I feel like this is, this is going to be a cat. Like we see what happened with Jonathan majors. Um, I know I keep going on. Sorry. I keep cutting you off, but uh, you know, we see what can happen with that. So th- there's a lot riding on this in, in my opinion. For sure. So I actually just read something the other day that number one, yeah, I mean, there's there's a few names, especially shortlist names that are floating yeah. around, but nobody has officially been cast because of the uh, SAG strikes. Um, but also, I read that uh, once the strikes are over, Marvel wants to reach out to Adam Driver again and really try and lock him down, which I, I do think he is the best choice for Reed. I I like Matt Smith, but um, I don't know. I just, I can see Adam Driver more in that role. Um, Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, sure. Uh, Human Torch, I would actually throw out a better, in my eyes, uh, Stranger Things castmate to play that, and that's Dacre Montgomery uh, yeah. who played Billy. Uh, yeah, I think he would kill it as Johnny Storm. I think he was like in the early, <laughs> early, early casting when they announced he was gonna. He was a fan favorite, so I think that mm-hmm. would be a, another great choice. Um, as far as the thing goes, I don't know. Um, I don't know how you go that route i know like when chicklets, this movie yeah dude <laughs> my man chicklets as uh kenny powers called him um yeah, i think uh thing is tough for sure i know um when this movie was first announced there were rumors floating around about jason siegel of all people i and, uh... but but that's a casting where you're at first you're like that's ridiculous Chris, but hide your excitement. Hide your excitement. It could work. It could work. I that's don't it. think that's so. My, that's my thought. I, yeah. I mean, look, just because he's like a tall, kind of goofy, oafy dude doesn't mean he's the thing. 
And I love Jason Siegel. No, no disrespect, but uh, I don't think he's right for that role. So I don't know. I don't know who you go for the thing, but I, I trust them. Um, Galactus is an interesting one. Uh, you d- Antonio Banderas is pretty cool. I can I can vibe with that. It's it kind of sucks that they already used Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher. Uh, he does Uatsu's voice in. Uh, what if because he would have been awesome as Galactus he's got a very commanding presence um, but yeah I don't know I, I just I hope that um, they put this into overdrive I mean obviously I want them to to take care with the characters and the story and all that stuff but uh, I really I'm very curious to see how this turns out I'm more curious about this than a new iteration of X-Men because X-Men like we've, we've had some good and we've had some bad. We've never really had any good with fantastic four, like the original movies. They had their moments, but they're not great movies as a whole. Um, So I'm, I'm really pulling for uh, Marvel studios to knock this one out of the park. And I think, I think that they will, I think they realize the importance of it. Let's not forget like, Fantastic Four, that was what kicked off Marvel's popularity in in like the modern age. That they are Marvel's first family. It should be a cornerstone property for Marvel, and at least cinematically, it's kind of been neglected. So I want them to do to do justice to the FF. Well, when we see the movie in twenty twenty thirty, I'm excited. <laughs> right. Twenty twenty thirty. My God. Yeah. That's that is a long, long ways away. Yep. Um what would you I, I, I did hear a an interesting well not a rumor it's not a rumor about another fan casting. If they go with Doctor Doom, what are your thoughts and with his upcoming like his new fame, Killian Murphy, would you cast him as Doctor Doom? No, he's got to be someone similar in age to Reed because they went to college together. Well, yeah, so I think he, him and Adam Driver can look the same age. I no, I think Killian definitely looks older than Adam Driver. All right, I don't know. Yeah. That's it's it's that's a really good. That's a, part of me kind of wants to go. I don't know why. I don't know where I'm pulling this out of, but um, that dude, uh, Reggie. Is it is it pronounced reggae reggae John Page? Mm. But I think he also might be on the other side of that, where he looks a little younger than Adam Driver. And yeah. also, Latveria is like an Eastern European country. Um, they're mostly like the inhabitants are kind of like along the lines of gypsies. So maybe you want to go for that kind of look. I don't know, but I think he'd be a good actor to fit fit the role. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I heard a few fan casting of whether or not they're going to do, but um, you know, I, I always thought for Galactus, I think a good option would be like Michael Shannon. I feel like his voice would be great for it. But I'm um, I'm currently petitioning him to play uh, Magneto. Uh, one, I got one signature. It's me. I like Michael hey, Shannon. Congrats. But I have a hot take with that, which is he his voice, his real voice, sounds kind of like a Bill Hader impression. <laughs> like yeah, he, he kind right. of has That's this fair. weird 
talking <laughs> speaking style and like i don't know what it is so like i can't see that like as an actor yeah he's great but i don't know that his voice commands the presence that someone like galactus would like you need it to be and i get it they'll they'll change everything with mixing and every everything but like it's got to be commanding and booming like this is a force of nature that's you know the size of a city uh well taller um so He's he's got to be able to command that presence. Just imagine the scene from a uh, Man of Steel when he's talking when he's on trial, <laughs> and like that that voice is like perfect. Now I I wish you didn't say that because I love Michael Shannon, and now <laughs> every you're always going to think of Bill Hader. I'm going to think of Bill Hader now. So I appreciate that. All right. Love it. Good stuff, boys. And last but not least, uh, for news, this just came out uh, yesterday or Monday. Uh, any of you that are fans of the blind side, Michael Orr came out and um, had said that basically his whole adoption was a lie. Um, of mm. course, this is the story that the blind side is. Uh, we're going to throw that based on a true story stuff, just like <laughs> Gran Turismo is based on a true story, which is, yes, racing's real. That's the only true part of it. Um, but but um, yeah, it, it turned out, you know, this was the I, the year I don't actually remember what year it came out, but Sandra Bullock ended up winning Best Supporting Actress or Best Actress for this. Um, pretty big movie at the time. This was that, that a big Thanksgiving presents movie. I remember when this movie came out. Yeah. It was huge. Um, but, yeah, it turned out that the papers that he apparently signed was not for an adoption. It was for a conservativeship, which if you follow Britney Spears and her complicated life, um, the, that's where I learned what a conservativeship was. Uh basically holds back any of the money that Michael Orr would have received from the blindside proceeds, which he's now currently suing. Uh, if I am pronouncing this wrong, I believe it's the Tui family. Um, uh, they are currently, um, they are currently defending themselves and, you know, in a, in a statement saying, no, we love all our children. Um, and Not you know, we had that money. <laughs> yeah. We love our two children and our adopted one that we, that we, that we were holding like $15 uh... million from. Um, Allegedly. Yeah, pretty allegedly. Pretty crazy story because I, you think about it at the time and it's it's come out where Michael Orr had said a lot of his um, – a lot of that wasn't necessarily true uh, where I think they made it look like in the movie he was you know kind of not intelligent where apparently he was very intelligent and didn't really yeah. come from that sort of background and uh, you know just uh, – and that came out a while ago, and this drops today where he just found out this year. Um, so I think they said he was trying to deal with it in private, and the family was having none of it. And he did the best next next best thing, and he went online, and and the statement was released. So thoughts about this? Um, I, I know he's currently out of football. Uh, I think he retired a few years ago. But – I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, should Sandra Bullock, as as what people on X are saying, give the Oscar back for playing a fake character? Hmm. Well, not a fake character, but a um, yeah, it's a, a character process, based on a real yeah. person that is apparently yeah. horrible. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle this first. Uh, see what I did there? Yeah, um, you didn't have to. Yeah, I got it. I got it. All right, we talked about news before this. We you talked guys, about the guys, news. We talked about the news before we actually start recording what we we're going to cover. When did you come up with that? Before, prior <laughs> Honestly, to recording? Honestly, I didn't even think of it. Now. It just flew off the handle. Yeah. Got it. I'm, okay. in, I'm in the is, zone, baby. That and his Barbie up, <laughs> Nolan down take. He's That's right. holding on to those all day. <laughs> um, 
No, so I remember when The Blind Side came out, it did gangbusters and yeah. it, it lasted even into the holiday break, which was kind of crazy because <clears throat> normally Thanksgiving films like, you know, they don't they don't hold on be, uh, that long because a lot of products comes out around Christmas. But this one was still in there and it was still selling out like it. everybody loves a feel good uh white savior storyline i guess um which you know it is what it is uh i remember thinking that the movie was okay uh my wife absolutely adores it so <laughs> i'll be interested to find out her reaction when i tell her all this nonsense <laughs> but um just like that kid many years ago in the dawning of the internet said leave britney alone i'm gonna say leave sandy alone Look, she played a character in a movie. It was a fictional telling. Nobody ever said this was a one-for-one biopic or anything like that. Like, she played a character. She's an actress. Leave her alone. Like, stop posting her face on all of these articles about the Tui's and stuff like that. Like, look, if this is what happened to Michael R., that's a shame. And I hope he gets um, what he deserves or has earned, you know? Uh, but Sandra Bullock and I, I wish I could remember the dude's name that played my gar. Like those, those folks don't need to be on the pictures front and center for this article. News outlets do it because they know that's what people recognize and it'll get the clicks on the, the website and all this stuff. Just stop. Leave Sandy alone. Harry. Yeah, no, well said, well said. I, I I completely agree with you that Michael should get everything that he has deserved um, from the mm -hmm. success of that or from the success of his life. One of the parts I, I thought about this when I first heard this news is how quickly nowadays we're doing these based on a true story or, you know, um, I'm thinking about the trial of, of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and how there's already like a Netflix documentary about that on there. And how quickly we are as a culture to turn and burn these things out. And I think I remember when this movie came out, as you mentioned, it was 2009 and there was Alvin and the Chipmunks and Avatar coming out. And, you know, they helped kind of ride this wave, which was a um, one of the most profitable weekends uh, and weeks at AMC. Because um, I just remember them, you know, telling us that. Um, and. So it's interesting to see, like the movie was out when I think he was still playing uh, for the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And they had that, like, you know, this is where he is now um, type of thing. And it's just so funny to me, we as a culture, you know, like, uh, like imagine if like you did a presentation on the blind side as a kid in, you know, middle school, or you had the poster board and all this stuff, or like, what was your favorite movie of the year? And, you know, now to like, look back on that and feel like, oh, this wasn't the exactly hundred percent true story. And, Listen, I mean, as you mentioned, Greg, you know, movies are, you know, sort of based on a true story and as, as Chris mentions as well. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, did this really happen 100 percent this way? No, you know, and as as we get older, I find myself going into movies, you know, for example, a movie like Air, um, you know, and it, it's it's kind of just a big advertisement for Nike and for the Jordan brand, uh, which is fine, but it's 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 still a well done movie. So. You know, um, it it's just it's just funny to me how like as time passes and we just get these these moments in time where it's like, hey, remember that feel good movie, The Blind Side? Well, there's another tale in that t in that story, and uh, and now we're just... gonna get another movie based on this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Side two, Electric yeah. Boogaloo. 
Yeah. <laughs> the blinder side. Again. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's just strange to me. It, it makes me feel yucky about, you know, things. Um, but yeah, I hope Michael gets everything that uh, he's deserved for all that he's accomplished. And, you know, the way he, uh, you know, was able to make uh, a great life for himself. Uh, you know, one thing I one thing I thought was funny is like when you mentioned like a, a school paper, uh, and yeah. if you wrote that and yet like if you would have got an A on it, people on Twitter would be like, "Oh, go back to his school's transcript yeah. and change his grade to take that A away." Hey, hey Kaplan, <laughs> yeah, Kaplan, can you uh, go back and change Johnny's score, please? Yeah, can you change <laughs> it? Can you change it because the story's not real? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, you know, you brought up an interesting thing here, which is. And you just kind of like briefly touched on it, but I guess um, these thing, like these films being made while stuff is still active. Right. So it's not like, it's not like you're doing a documentary on somebody from like 60 years ago who is dead or like a fictional story of that. Like this guy was an active NFL player while this movie came out, which is interesting. And I, part of me is kind of, grossed out by that fact in and of itself it's like we're not even like giving this proper distance it's like hey let's rush to get this story out we know it's going to make money yeah, exactly um and i think i think in the modern era and maybe it happened previously but i think that really kicked off at least in my memory with um both world trade center and united 93 both of those came out yeah. in 2006 only five years after 9-11 and there was kind of that rush um even the uh what was the um the boston marathon movie too with uh, mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. yeah patriot's day Day. like i feel like that came out just a couple years after that whole thing and there's been a whole bunch of stuff in between blindside being one of them yeah um so it's just like this weird thing where it's like hey this was recent history let it's topical let's strike while the iron's hot and it's like well, why don't we give it some distance and let it breathe, and then we can kind of revisit. Uh, Social Network is another one, even though that's a great movie, but that's that definitely capitalized on. Yeah. Like, when did that come out? Two thousand twelve, and Facebook like started hitting its popularity in yeah. two thousand eight yeah. and nine. So, yeah. um, dude, it's it's funny how me and you are on the same wavelength right now because I was currently looking up when world trade center came out because i thought it came out in like 20 2003 i thought it came out Mm -hmm. within two years like when the events happened they weren't even done like cleaning up and they're like movie nicholas cage yeah get him in i mean it's probably when pre-production started like and that's you know writing the script and stuff and that's that that and it is bizarre where it's just like, you know, a lot of just talking about capitalizing on these events. It's where and they happen and it's right away. It's bam. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I get it in some cases where it's like, you know, I'm thinking of like the TV shows, like either True Life or the ID channel that have those like murder mysteries that just happened and like having those be fresh. And, you know, I get like it's almost like, you hey, let's capitalize on the blind side before anything else happens, you know, in the news. But it does, you know, I was thinking about like a movie like 42 that, you know, Chadwick Boseman started in about Jackie Robinson. And it's like, yeah, enough time has passed where we're all, you know, certain for this. And, you know, um, I mean, it's hard today in today's, you know, Internet culture of just like, you know, like you said, Greg, like, how are they going to get clicks on this? And it's like, well, you know, remember the movie The Blind Side? Remember that pro football? Like, there's so many different avenues that this like allows for people to be like wait that movie like the sandra bullock one she won an oscar for that didn't she and so 
it's just so funny. Um, I don't know. It's it's crazy time, and it'll only get crazier. I feel like as as time moves on. All right, cool. That's it for that's the news. Got, yeah, that's all I got for the news. Wow, okay. what a time! Hey, <laughs> hey. Speaking uh, speaking of feel blindsided, guys. Um, you know, I mentioned over this uh this weekend, I uh I took a long trip to New York. Was driving, needing to stay focused. We've heard, you know. Yeah, every every two weeks with Hanratty, I have to uh, listen to his takes on Nolan Haight, um, his lack of desire to watch Captain Marvel. Uh, it's hard out there to just, you know, stay active and, and stay focused. So, um, you know, that's where our friends. Yeah, that's where our friends at, uh, at Magic Mind uh, come in. Um, when I have Magic Mind, I notice I'm able to uh, more be more mentally focused. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, whether it be on my drives or having to deal with hands is uh, bonkers take sometimes um and magic mind it's not heavy on caffeine so it doesn't give you those late night sleepy jitters um it's got all natural ingredients secured from the best suppliers no sugar nut free vegan keto and paleo friendly um one of those ingredients uh one of my favorites uh which is matcha i don't know if you guys know anything about matcha but it's nature's extended release caffeine caffeine from matcha takes longer to release and helps to reduce stress and listen you know, might need to re- relieve some stress right now. The Tui family, um, because you know they got they got some things coming their way. So I know what you might be wondering. You know, how can I get myself some Magic Mind? Here's what you do: you grab your phone, your computer, your tablet. You go to MagicMind.com/slash/PapaSpice and you use our code Hot Twenty. Um, if you're basically if you're having trouble being 100% of the time on you know your days like i mentioned you got a long drive coming up long road trip early day start you know i would highly highly encourage you to try it and that's going to be magic mind m a g i c m i n d dot com uh slash papa spice p a p a s p i c e and use our code hot20 um h o t 20 and that'll allow you guys to be able to get uh, possibly 50 per six, 56, wow, 56 off of your first subscription or 20% off your first time purchase. Um, that's hot 20, H-O-T-2-0 for 56% off. Um, I would suggest that you guys try and buy a 30-pack. It's the best value for your dollar. All right. Thank you to the folks at Magic Mind. And uh, yeah, guys, I tried it. I swear it does work. Give it a shot. Uh, all right. Well, with that said, uh, Magic Mind is green, right? Let's yeah. move on to something else that's green. Our topic, uh, which is Teenage Blue Mutant Beetle. Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, <laughs> not Blue Beetle, which is in fact not blue. It's, it's blue, not green. It's not green. Jeez, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So tmnt mutant mayhem um i guess you know before we dive in let's just talk about like how we were feeling leading up to this movie uh as far as our our gang goes i think maybe i might be the biggest turtle head here hands you might be close um I uh wait a second <laughs> uh turtle oh, fan let's go with that Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I I, I apologize. I, what... <laughs> I, I I totally would have missed that, and then you started cracking I up, and I'm like, no, I God, what did I, I do? I, 
I'm 38 <laughs> years old and I just laughed at a poop joke. <laughs> like, yeah. Well. I, like, when you said that, I'm like, oh my God, it, it took me a, about a second and a half. And then it hit me. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, Only the finest, right most head. adult content here for you all. Uh, yeah, all right. So let me rewind. Uh, I'm probably the biggest turtle fan here. Uh, Scratch fanatic. That. Reverse it. <laughs> That's our second Chalamet Wonka reference of the episode for those keeping count. Um, so, yeah, I was really looking forward to this. I think the first time the teaser trailer hit, I was really intrigued. Uh, the designs threw me, the like the designs of the characters threw me for a loop a little bit, but I wasn't necessarily off put by them. But the music in the trailer kind of grabbed me too, as well as like the general attitude. So even though this didn't look like a traditional take on the turtles, I was kind of in. Um, and we'll see how that played out. But for you guys, when you saw the trailers, were you vibing? Did it catch your attention? Or were you kind of just like taking a wait and see? I would agree you're probably the biggest Turtle fan out of out of us three. Um, Bless uh, you. Out of, out of our... <laughs> at, in, in my lifetime, I believe, outside of animation, I guess if you, if you want to include animation... Um, of the old cartoon. This is the fifth version of turtles that we've gotten um, from the cartoon, the live action ones from the nineties, the ones that are the cartoon that came out in 20, 2007, I think. And then the most recent ones, live action slash CGI. And then this, um, I didn't see, I saw the trailer once a while ago and I didn't really revisit it. I know it was probably playing on in front of a lot of movies, which um, they didn't put this one in front of Oppenheimer or uh I'm not sure what I, whatever else I saw. I don't even know if it was out when Guardians was out, but I missed it. Uh I was I was pretty amped up because um I what what really got me interested in this was the animation of how they they kind of took a chance with different animation styles on this just similar to what they did with the Spider-Verse um series. When I first saw Spider-Verse, I was not fully in. A lot of it is because I wasn't familiar with the Miles Morales character. I wasn't familiar with a lot of a lot of the backstory. The animation just seemed a little annoying to me or disruptive, I guess, just from watching the trailer. And then since I watched Spider Verse is right now my probably my favorite series, depending on how Beyond goes. But I decided to give this a chance with with just having that same mindset. Um, I'm glad it's a you know it's a much different origin story it's a much different story in general for what we've seen with the turtles and and other characters like april o'neill splinter um and even villains that i don't even know if the general public knows i i if you ask uh, ask 50 people to name three turtles villains and they can't say shredder or krang they're only going to say bebop and rocksteady I don't think a lot of I think I think they they don't really are familiar with a lot of the other ones that like 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 Leatherhead, um, uh, Baxter Stockman. So it was cool just to get a different take on those and give them a little bit of of time to shine. Um, but it it is the design of them is is very they may they look like kids. They they I mean the '90s ones look like I mean it was all prosthetics. They look like old. They you couldn't tell they were teenagers because they're just all they. And I and I think the same with some of the other um, the versions that we have, where 
they're supposed to be immature in a lot of its voice acting and that, you know, it's how they are, they come off. But I think this is a true, a true telling it like, this is probably the most immature that they are. And I think it works for this kind of story as they're 15, 16 years old. And they're just kind of coming up and, and trying to be part of the world. Um, I think it's great. I think it's, I, I think it worked. Uh, it was taking a chance. I know Seth Rogen was very involved with this and creating it. He took a chance with it and it's a property that meant a lot to him. And this is one of those passion projects that he probably had that he had that he really put a lot of work and effort research and, and probably I, I could see him writing at least like a hundred scripts. I'll get like really high and writing a hundred to 200 scripts on this just to kind of get it right. I think it worked. There are some, and, and as we talk about the movie, there's some, 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 nitpicking and some things that I think didn't necessarily work but as a whole if this is going to re reintroduce the turtles to a new generation I think this is the way to do it so Harry what about you you're you're the youngest I know you're not like you're not like 10 years younger than us but you're still same era I wish what about the turtles um yeah no I mean I, I gotta be honest I saw this trailer and I thought this is the uh spider-verse for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um I was really excited by it. I thought the trailer was clever. I thought it seemed light. I thought it seemed fun. You guys mentioned the animation style. Um, so I had I had pretty, I wouldn't say high hopes, but I was really looking forward to this as being a surprise, um, standing out. I mean, similar to, uh, as you mentioned, Hands, when Spider-Verse came out, I was not, that. that is a movie, it was, we talked about actually circling back earlier about, you know, only hearing amazing things about this and not having any desire to see it and then going out and checking out and having my mind blown at how great uh, the uh, Into the Spider-Verse was. Um, so I didn't really have, I wouldn't say those expectations of this one, but I had a feeling I would walk out of this and feel as though, wow, another home run. You know, I mean, it was getting kind of middling reviews for this before it came out. So that kind of hampered my expectations a little bit. But like I said, I was I was really excited and looking forward to this hopefully hitting a home run for me um, in regards to it. So, um, yeah, those are my thoughts with the trailer. Hmm. Um, so just to kind of start diving into the movie itself, I got to say, like, uh, number one, much different take on the Turtles, which you had mentioned, Hans, um, and... I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, just to dive into Turtles history a little bit for those that are unaware, or maybe they've only seen like the goofy eighties cartoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Ninja Turtles, when they first debuted, uh, in as a comic book, um, they were meant as a, uh, kind of like a tongue in cheek take off of daredevil, which at the time was a very, dark comic um this was this was meant to be kind of like a mix of daredevil and x-men but you know with uh with mutated animals thrown in and and stuff of that nature so you get a lot of the 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 ninja and the gritty hardcore violence but it's coming from these giant anthropomorphized turtles and um it was a very violent comic and it was black and white it was I don't want to say it was adult, but it was it was mature um, in that um, it was like any I would say teenagers could read it and they'd, they'd be OK. It wasn't like hard R or anything, but um, 
but it certainly wasn't what a lot of people think of when they think of Ninja Turtles. That all comes with the 80s cartoon and they, you know, they put this out for kids and they made the turtles very distinctive, gave them their their own personalities and kind of made them all fun loving as well. And that's where we kind of see that take. And then through various iterations, the turtles have kind of changed, but they've they've also kept I guess like a core a core way that they've been represented. And this changes with that, with this movie. Like, I I don't feel they're represented in quite the same way that they have been previously. And I'm okay with that. I think, uh, I think it actually works in this, this film's favor. And it's very interesting because if you had told me as a kid or if I if I were to go back to the eighties with no knowledge of the present or whatever, um, I I don't I don't know that I would say that this property would be like an evergreen property where it would be able to sustain itself for thirty five forty years and you know constantly or not constantly but every five to ten years refresh and update and stay kind of in that collective mind um, and all without doing a ton of changing but here we are and it it, this may be the most radical (laughs) reinvention yet of the turtles and it it works um it's crazy to think that but it it does and one of the things that was very different here is that um i think kind of the relationships the familial relationships right like the dialogue between the turtles like they 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 felt it felt like a real brotherhood as opposed to maybe close friends in the previous iterations. Uh, I mean, you know, they, uh, I say close friends, it was kind of brothers, but like this really feels like four brothers that are close in age, very, very close relationships. And same thing with their relationship uh, with Splinter, which I absolutely loved. I think he feels the most like a father in this adaptation compared to others, you know, in almost all other adaptations, he is very, um, ascetic kind of monk like, and yeah, he's a father to them in, but he's also, I would say almost more like a mentor, you know, he kind of takes a distant approach and trains them and teaches them, the way of the world but it's not like a relationship that you would think of with your dad most likely anyway um here he seems like an actual parent and you know he just kind of wants what's best for his kids and he's trying to go about that in the way that he thinks is best and and might kind of conflict with what the turtles want out of their lives so kind of more complex than than I was expecting. And also, like I said, more realistic and I was kind of here for it. Um, what did you guys think about the relationships uh, with the turtles with each other and with splinter? I, I don't, there's a few that I don't, I, I, at least some of the, some of the details, it's been a while since I really have seen some of the older ones, like the live action and even the, the newest ones that came out um, a few years ago. I don't ever remember the turtles too much focusing on them wanting to fit in with the real world. I know they want to be part of it, but 
it's not only just wanting to fit in, but they actually point out specific things that they want to do. Like Leah wants to go to prom and it's stuff that a teenager would want to do. And it's and when they're talking to Allah, all laying in bed saying, if you could go up there, what would you do? And they're going through all their, their lists. And it, it is pretty cool to see that, um, to see that, that, that them share similar dreams. And it's not just, you know, Greg, like you mentioned, the, just the difference of splinters but prior that we've had, they're all pretty much similar. But here, um, you know, him being that father figure to them and being a an actual father, it's just – it's funny just to see them in their conversation just be – just talk about normal things that a teenager would want to do. And they're sneaking out and they're not necessarily – like their, their first thing isn't to – isn't to solve anything with violence or karate or, or any kind of martial arts. I think about the op- opening to the secret of the use where it's actually one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a nineties movie. It's, it's incredible. The choreography in it, and it's just so silly, but the turtles are as, as the general knows them general public knows them is that they're, um, they're experts in martial arts and, and being in any kind of situation. Now they're trained in martial arts in this movie, but they've never been in a fight. So they don't necessarily know how to use their skills until they get to that that car garage. We're seeing very and I mentioned it they use the term immature and they're not fully developed mentally. They have they're in the minds of children. And I, I think that's interesting as an origin because to tackle it from that end, you think about you watch this and we're all similar in age where we're watching and you know, I think a lot of people are looking back. You're going to have new people who are new audience that are saying, yeah, I know exactly what they're talking about, especially with the technology part of, of the movie and the relationship. And even um, the older crowd saying, yeah, I remember high school being like that, or I can relate to some of those things that, you know, when I was 16, I wanted to do, like I thought about going to prom or I thought about doing this or whatever. And it just brings a, a more realness to a story about Ninja Turtles, <laughs> turtles that are mutated, that Turtle can power. fight, that can that no martial arts, and I'm talking rat. Um, but I think it brings a more human factor to characters who are not human at all. Um, also, I, I want to point this out: who's paying for their phone bills? Where's that? Where's that phone bill going? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have all smart Wi Fi, just free Wi Fi, man. They're they're out there. Begging, borrowing, and stealing. You get that that, that reception's that good in the sewer? I have to think. Head down and find out. This is like that this guy is, in the movie this theater. Is, this is my this is my headcanon. They are scavenging stuff from like dumpsters or whatever, selling it at flea markets for gift cards, and then loading up the phone. You know, with mm. prepaid minutes. Okay. I, that is probably the most realistic. <laughs> That's my that is the most realistic <laughs> thought that I've that I that I've been thinking about some other goofy things, but you guys thought much more realistic of what they could be. So, okay, Harry, what about you? the 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 relationships between these these teenage turtles, the bonds that tie, the bonds. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I was really digging the kind of. Uh, as you guys mentioned, uh, familial uh, vibes that this was giving off. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching Splinter act like kind of a kooky old man um, in many ways, you know, whether it be, you know, 
hounding them when they get back. Why were you guys out so late? You know, and stuff like that. Um, there was, I, I by, almost, by the way, the, the mustache he had and the flashbacks yeah, was killing me. <laughs> and, yeah. the, and the, uh, and the fro. total dad thing. <laughs> yeah. They might've borrowed from super, super Mario, uh, in regards to getting some crazy mustaches there, but, um, you know, and you guys mentioned, you know, I, and it, it, it's it's funny listening to both you guys talk about it. Like, I, I do see the point of view um, from this working, and I, I do think this movie works. I just wonder if maybe either my expectations or, you know, we mentioned Spider-Verse. You know, I think of another movie uh, that was out last year, Puss in Boots, uh, The Last Wish, uh, which also had a unique uh, kind of visual style um, and, you know, was geared towards kids um, and rated for kids. You know was it was a was a hit for me and this one just didn't really suck me in as much i i maybe i was expecting a little bit older maybe i was expecting a little bit more of a spider-verse type age range you know my nephew is is going on 10 in october and i felt like this was right up his alley in that 10 to 13 year old especially with the dialogue and the behavior um they didn't feel like high schoolers to me they felt like just short then again, I love to think about uh, myself, and uh, I haven't been in high school in about 17 years. Um, so there is that element of like, what do I know? Um, I probably sounded a lot like these kids. Um, so there there was that element of, you know, maybe I, I could relate more to Splinter than I could to uh, the Turtles. Um, and maybe part of it, too, was, was expecting a little bit uh, different from... Uh, I believe it's uh, Evan Goldberg and, and Seth Rogen just not going for that PG-13 rating, but maybe trying to push the envelope a little bit um, in regards to PG, which I know you really can't. But, you know, maybe just finding some creative, clever ways. You know, we see stuff like Disney do it. And maybe I thought they would have had a little bit more in their back pocket um, in regards. So and this movie starts off kind of, I don't want to say dark, but with this Baxter Stockman story, you know, played by Gene Carlo Esposito. And how he's like, you know, rebelling against this corporation to, you know, have a family and all this stuff. And then he ends up creating a family with the ooze from the turtles, um, you know, and they jump ahead 15 years to kind of get the movie rolling. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, I, I do I do see your guys' points about, you know, it, it does work. It just didn't work exactly for me. Um, and uh, I really did enjoy the kind of you know, the brotherhood that the turtles had as well, as far as just, it wasn't like one against another or, Hey, you know, I mean, I, I guess they had those moments, you know, as any brothers might, um, I didn't have any brothers, but, uh, you know, I would imagine that's what it would be like is, you know, kind of fighting every once in a while, but it's not that serious because you guys are family and you are brothers and, you know, the next day everything's cool and you're, you're focused on how can we all successfully stay out later again? um in regards to it so not yeah, those are like just, that yeah well i mean you know <laughs> every dynamic in family is different um <laughs> but you know i i did enjoy you know they each felt i felt like they each somewhat had their own personality um but i feel like it was focused a lot on them you know like their 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 main goal as, as you guys have mentioned was to you know get out and see the world um, you know, and it wasn't like, Hey, I want to, you know, I mean, I think who was it? Leo who had interest in April, um, if I'm not mistaken. So like, there's that yeah. little subplot line, but that doesn't take over the movie and they're all, you know, uh, following because Leo wants to do this. It, it kind of felt like they all were, 
working as a team um and as a family and hey that's that's what martial arts uh teaches us um to work as a team and to be i know you know greg is a former dojo master so um I do. Mojo Dojo Casa House. So <laughs> yes. I'll throw it back over to you. Yeah. Um, well, one. Oh, go uh, actually, I, I, sorry. I had a thought and it disappeared. Like literally, like, just like that. So continue, please. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Um, Speaking of old men, Chris. I know. Yes. Um, All right. Man. Well, so you mentioned the martial arts and there, there were a couple issues that I had with this movie and specifically some of the, origin related stuff um the first is that i was surprised that splinter didn't have any ties to on mm. which iteration of turtles you are reading or watching or playing um splinter either is hamato yoshi or hamato yoshi was his owner and he kind of learned martial arts alongside him mimicking yeah. him things of that nature here, uh, there was no mention of Hamato Yoshi. Um, I have to think they'll probably retcon that. I know we're skipping ahead a little bit. Spoiler alert, whatever. This is a spoiler. You guys know the deal. Um, we do get an appearance of the Shredder uh, as like a mid-credit scene. So, Oroku Saki, uh, who is the Shredder, is intrinsically tied with Hamato Yoshi. And so, I have to think they will tie in Yoshi somehow, but... I mean, that's that's a huge part of Splinter's origin, and they just totally cast that to the side. Mm. So that was kind of an intriguing choice, but more so it bothered me in the martial arts training of the Turtles, because here, um, <laughs> the explanation for the Turtles' uh, martial arts skills was that Splinter threw on some old VHS tapes the way... One would uh, learning aerobics on the VCR. or size or whatever. Yeah, just threw them on and had the turtles mimic them. Look, uh, I understand they wanted to do something different, and that's okay, I guess. But they are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You do not learn ninjutsu from VHS tapes. Uh, you don't learn the fighting skills, the level that they were at. And I, I do understand they, they kind of portray them as beginners in the uh, towards the early part of the movie, and that's fine. But, like, even still, having them learn martial arts from, from videotapes was just so bad. I did not like this at all. Uh, the level that they need to utilize their skills at, it's okay to have them stumble and make mistakes and stuff like that because look that that happens to everybody batman in batman begins or batman year one or even the batman movie like these things all happen um it's part of the hero's journey in the beginning uh so i get that but but having them just learn the martial arts from vhs i i hated that if i'm being honest it was probably the thing i liked the least about the movie just because it, it does not make sense and there's actually a couple other things that i'll touch on later that don't make sense but look if i'm watching a movie about mutant turtles that can fight i want it to be believable and 
<laughs> this was totally unbelievable. Uh, no, uh, there was a little bit of um, jesting in there, folks. But uh, but yeah, I, I just I found it a bridge too far. Like I, I could not make that connection where it's like, all right, they're a credible fighting team because they watched karate videotapes. Okay. Not even ninjutsu, just karate. Uh, so wasn't a fan of that. One other thing, and then I'll, I'll pass it back to you guys, but uh, hands, you touched on an interesting message about fitting in, um, you know, that, well, both of you guys did actually, uh, you know, that was kind of their mission was they just want to kind of assimilate into the human world and do things normal teenagers do normal being human teenagers and kind of have those experiences. And I will say like that scene in the beginning where it's uh, like a movie night out in the park and the, the crowd's watching Ferris Bueller, like yeah. that kind of not that it got me in my feels, but like it definitely had some heart to it. Like I could see. I could feel the yearning of the turtles to just, you know, have those same connections and love uh, with society and people in general um, that they're missing out on by being kind of, you know, sequestered in the sewer and not allowed to interact or, or do anything for fear of being attacked. Um, so like I, I did like that, but I don't know. I, <sighs> Like it, it, it makes sense to me, but I don't, I don't know that it sends the right message, particularly with the ending, and and we'll get into that later. But it's just like you know, all these guys want is to, to be a part of society and be a part of the the people that kind of fear and hate them, um, mm. and that's a theme that we've seen before. But I didn't, yeah, I, you know what? I'm gonna save that thought for the end because it's there's more to that. Uh, so how about you guys, anything, any other initial stuff you wanted to talk about or thinking um, about the training? I want to, I, I, so I want to just agree with your point on the training. Uh, you cannot mm -hmm. learn martial arts. There's two points on this. Number one, you cannot learn martial arts by watching a movie. Uh, I once watched a movie that uh, I've talked about on this podcast called the raid two. Uh, after I watched that movie at the theater, I walked out ready to fight anyone. And, I probably would last 13 seconds. That's being generous. Uh, but I thought I could do everything. 13 uh, seconds. Hans, seems Hans tried to dodge bullets like in the Matrix, and he just yeah. cracked you his cannot spine. The game and right since. I tried snapping my fingers and wiping out half the universe with, with rocks I found on the ground. It does not work. Uh, so well, luckily, luckily, another hand ready will take up the mantle and uh, you know show you well, how. Well, actually, and my other point was, uh, my son's currently taking, and I've mentioned you guys know that is currently in karate class. If, is if he? I would have, if I was shut up, if I would have known that putting on movies and everything would tr would teach him karate and save me a butt ton of money, I would have put the turtles on <laughs> months ago, and he could have watched them. Um, he's actually just last week started getting into the turtles. Which he found nice. old old um old figures at uh, my in laws house and brought them home. Uh, so I every Adam time every day every day I have to explain to him which color is who and what their names are. Um, I was gonna Very take young. him to see this. I was gonna take him to see this, but I feel like it might have been a little too like some of the imagery might have been a little too much, a little a little violent for a four year old. Mm. Um, yeah. but outside of that, yeah. Do you introduce um, the blue one as Leonardo? Leo, the Leo Nardo. Nardo. Um, he, uh, it's funny when he tries to repeat what I say, 
but um, he he can't say the names yet fully. Um, Look at that. But, but yeah, I, that that origin was. I, I don't want to say it's dumb because they tried something new. Um, uh, I don't know. It, it takes away so, and and I guess to kind of contradict what I said about Splinter is it's cool to see a different variation of his character and his background, but this seems a little too far far fetched. It seems a little too much because I think one of the things that work that Splinter works out best, like you could keep, is how he's trained and how he's actually basically a sensei for for martial arts for the turtles. Uh, yeah, they're ninja turtles. You can't just become a ninja. My son's uh, it's currently a ninja, and it's only because we signed him up and they gave him a belt and called him a ninja. Um, so we got years of hard work for that um, and, <laughs> and money to pay up. Um, but yeah, I, it's. I, I was not a fan of that part. Uh, I, as it was going on, I, I kind of, when they were explaining his backstory and he had his little fro, his 70s uh, afro, <laughs> um, I, I kind of thought he's going to teach himself karate. How he's going to do it, I don't know. But it's it, from watching movies, I thought that was a little uh. – uh, One thing on that note, I loved how they mixed in the li- actual live action of the movies – in with the animation yeah. of this, like when they're watching Ferris Bueller, I thought that was pretty clever. Um, that was pretty cool to see. Um, it kind of just flowed nicely. Uh, on your note about, um, sorry, with uh, like with the with the fitting in, um, I, it just seemed like I don't know. I I, I thought the I agree where and you know I might I'm gonna hold this till the end till we talk about it a little more as we're as we're going on. Um, Another thing with with the origin, um, you mentioned Shredder. Um, I, I feel like he hasn't gotten a lot of love in live action movies, and and I just feel like he's such a great character, and I feel like he's so underused. I'm mad they didn't put him as the villain. And one of my note, and and I'll just you know when they t- when we start jumping into the villains or the 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 mutants, one of the things that bothered me is like introducing Shredder. Is is even with like and going in with like the fitting in in the universe? I guess this guy can tie this in. Is what the if if they're trying to build a franchise on this property or this is going to be a one and done? Um, I know fi- it's making it's making bank overseas. Uh, I know there's still a presence for these characters, but um, I, I know it. I think it's still like financially successful. Um, but one of the things that kind of bothered me is that like they turn villains good guys far yeah. too quick. And with like Bebop and Rocksteady, and uh, I like with Shredder if they're introducing them, that kind of bothered me. And I just want to see like I the the fitting in part where like you know at the like towards the end when they're at school and it's just wanting to fit in and they're at this point where they're recognizable characters. I, I did have a problem with that. Um, I wish they would have watched, tried to watch a better movie instead of Ferris Bueller. Um, I'm not a fan of that movie. Yes, so we'll save that for a little bit. They should they should another hot take. They should have watched something else. Um, but yeah, it's a, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the whole fitting in thing, you could have saved that for a sequel or something, or maybe a little more. Like, I like the fact that they're mysterious and living in the sewer. Now they have like, like, uh, like uh, 48 people living in the creatures living in the sewer, not even people. So I don't know. Power, what about you? Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's definitely a style with, uh, or, I don't recall it like a belief or, um, but like with a lot of the other movies, uh, in regards to, you know, going back to, you know, martial arts and, you know, so I wasn't too, and like, this is where you get into like the different splinter where it's like, 
you know, he's just kind of a zany, you know, trying to be a, a zany father for, you know, what's the best way I can do this. It's like throwing some videotapes um, and try and figure it out. So it didn't bother me, I guess, as much as uh, I also felt like they kind of yada yada it. Um, they didn't really spend yeah. too much time on it. And it was just kind of like, hey, here's how we know this in case we uh, need a any montage. Of, yeah. Anybody, uh, anybody questions, you know, how did they know how to be Ninja Turtles? Um, like, I and uh, real quick, just with Splinter, I really thought like during that background, I how and just knowing Seth Rogen, I, I would not be surprised if we got a scene of him like uh, like assuming that he like smoked weed a lot, at least in the sewer. I don't know why, but he just seemed like that. That's the vibe he was giving off. He didn't give off a yeah. a mature. He seemed like he was kind of just the one to be like leave the turtles at home for a little bit while he goes well, out and gets you know again because he was not tied to Hamato Yoshi. He, I, he was, was just a rat. He, he was yeah. just a rat. <laughs> was just, that's it. And I, I just, I, he was, I, I, I think Harry used the, the word sidewalk like, and when he used the word zany or whatever it was, it's just yeah. so, it's just so weird because I just imagine like he would leave the turtles at home while he went out and got his like little, his secret stash. And I guess maybe that's just maybe thinking about the, the Rogan, the Rogan influence on this the movie. The rogan so. of it with the laugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. So yeah, so I that didn't really didn't really uh bother me too too much um in regards to you know the Mojo Doja Casa house uh of everything uh in regards to the turtles. Um but I'm sorry it uh it upset you guys in regards to it. I also felt like cuz we were kind of talking about uh Splinter, I felt like Nick Kroll could have done a really good kind of zany Splinter. Um especially during the flashbacks. I don't know. I kind of, uh, maybe it's just cause I've heard his voice in so many animated stuff. Um, but I did enjoy, um, Jackie Chan in this, um, as, as the role of Splinter. Um, one thing I, I didn't enjoy, I know you guys were touching base on a lot of things you did enjoy, um, was I felt like there was a lot of references to pop culture, um, which I didn't care for. Um, this was also another movie haunted mansion. um, that uh when i saw they did a little bit more actual physical um like oh here's this product placement um where i don't think this was that bad but it also felt like hey how can we get you know approval for a couple sponsors here uh in regards to it which um you know i mean time will tell with those type of things and how how it ages um you know uh, for example in uh, uh what was what was it in the movie there were there was one really egregious one um, pizza hut <laughs> yeah there were there was that one doritos um, yeah was there, yeah there was that yeah, one doritos. too so yeah. and like i get it um and like you know those will probably be fine but like again i just with the expectations of like a spider-verse um you know kind of either just creating your own world or your own either pop culture references like one of the things i thought really worked well here is um and I know you guys have it in your notes too, but the splinter milking thing where he's like, they all just want to milk you. <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't mind that as much because I felt like the payoff at the end, uh, when they come around back to that joke kind of pays off a little bit, but like, that's the type of like, just kind of creating your own little joke in this world. Um, and having it pay off as opposed to using like, you know, sponsors of Doritos or pizza hut to, you know, crack a joke or to point out a reference for it. So, um, those were a lot more of just the initial kind of, you know, first, first half thoughts that I had, uh, for the film. 
So, Harry, I had that on my notes with the pop culture references. It didn't probably bother me as much, but like, yeah, I, I, as it was going through when they were talking about uh, like Batman, they mentioned Batman, they mentioned Endgame, they mentioned like a few other things where, and I, all these movies that we love and that, that they're showing, like martial arts movies and Ferris Bueller. Yeah. It's, it makes it, it basically confirms that that exists in our universe now. And they are, the turtles do exist and know the things that we do. And that yeah, was a weird, it was a weird kind of trying to have its own world, but be in our world, um, or relatable. And, you know, I think I mean, for 10 year olds, I think that's great. I mean, I think there's definitely some, <laughs> some things that are definitely relatable in regards to that. Yeah. Especially a lot of music too. Cause I think they mentioned like, they mentioned like not Bruno Mars, but they mentioned like Beyonce a couple times. They mentioned like a few other current yeah, a names. Couple other artists. Yeah. And I think ice cube was pretty much like ice cube was there for some of the older people references. Cause I think he was, you know, a couple of his references directly out of, uh, yeah, yeah, Missy Elliott one. Yeah. yeah. Missy Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I the I did, it did the the beginning of this movie was very high on on cultural references on pop cultural references, but yeah. I feel like the second half maybe got a little bit away from it. But um, I with Pizza Hut, uh, it's, it's not even as bad as uh, Haunted Mansion. Uh, Haunted Mansion's got some pretty egregious ones uh, in there. But Papa, what I, about um, for you? Or sorry, go I, ahead, Dan. Sorry, I was gonna say it reminded me of that scene from Wayne's World. And if you if you've anyone listening to Wayne's World. If you know what I'm talking about, the product placement scene where Wayne yeah. and Garth are just talking about different, um, different products as like in a commercial, uh, that's what it, the the first half of this movie kind of felt like. Great, now you got me wanting to watch which, Wayne's World, which Pizza Hut and Doritos are both a reference in in, in both of that in that scene as well. Yeah. So holds the test. Of Love time. it. Uh, Hair, what were you gonna say? I was just going to ask you if you thought I was I was off base or was it just not as prevalent for you? I mean, because I know you're a little bit higher on the movie than me. So I feel like sometimes when you get in that negative headspace, stuff like this sticks out a little bit more as opposed to if you're laughing and having having a good time with it. Yeah, so the product placement and the um, cultural references didn't bother me as much. The product placement for me, I think the Doritos thing definitely did stand out, but yeah, I didn't mind the Pizza Hut one. I mean, the original live action movie had Domino's flat out delivering pizza to the sewer. Yeah. So, you know, it well, is what it is. Also which, that, is which is also oh, go pizza, ahead. Pizza Hut was like a huge sponsor for the Turtles, the VHS. I was so, going to say that. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's a great note. Like Domino's was actually in the movie and then Pizza Hut swooped in after the fact and like worked on the home release stuff. So give me that double dipping on pizza yep. sponsors. Remember that yeah. VHS with the kids playing baseball? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I love yep. that. Um, so yeah, that stuff didn't bother me as far as like the cultural references. Like, look, I had a good time with it. Um, didn't didn't really bother me in that regard either but harry you are absolutely right because like it 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 is gonna make it a little more of an uphill struggle for this to be like in the pantheon like yeah you know you go to watch this 10 years from now and it's like what what was going on then this was this person was a thing yeah oh yeah i remember you know it's like it's that type of deal so in the moment I enjoyed it, but yeah, is it going to stand the test of time? Who knows? I kind of wanted to talk about some of the artistic elements of the movie. Um, nice, yeah, good. 
As far as the animation goes, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I thought it felt like an oil painting in motion. Uh, it was gorgeous to me. I think the only time that it was a hindrance was in the final fight with uh, Superfly, where he was kind of big kaiju-sized, because he had all these amazing details, like all these creatures that melded onto him and stuff like that, and Horses. he couldn't see any of them. Like, he was just kind of constantly in motion, and things were a little dark, and it's like, I bet somebody spent a lot of time designing this character or this iteration of the character and you can't see any of those details yeah. like somebody had to animate that stuff and i guarantee you pause the frame and you can see it all clearly yeah. but when it's in motion it it did not help yeah. but someone had to animate scene... 52 horses <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, but that scene aside, uh, and that character, um, I thought the animation looked tremendous. Definitely gave me um, a Spider Verse feel uh, in that it was, you know, out of the norm and and almost kind of avant garde. So I really enjoyed that. And uh, hey, look, guys, Hollywood, pay your VFX artists. You know, whether <laughs> whether it's just whatever cgi in general pay these guys because i guarantee this is another spider-verse situation where these guys were probably overworked underpaid and they need to get a union together so i don't know we know marvel studios and disney has not been kind to vfx artists i haven't heard any horror stories about the making of this one so hopefully nicktoons or nickelodeon and paramount are a little different maybe they're more easygoing i don't know but i mean the the reality is probably not right so hey get a union get get paid you guys deserve it because this is quality work and in, in my regard Dude, we're, currently, um, we're, we're gonna have three strikes going on at once because i know they are talking about unionizing so now it's gonna yeah. get to the point where we're not gonna have movies until tw 2030 power to the people you know baby what? let's go Beyond yeah, the Spider-Verse is Let's never get coming out. Paid. Get, them, yeah. get them some living wages and some actual good working conditions. Because guess what? I can always watch a ton of movies and throughout the history of cinema that I have never seen. There's yeah. an unending supply. <laughs> I don't want these people to be out of work, but I do want them to be paid. So hope you all are ready. Right. I hope you all ready for Sony to release Morbius every three months. Giving it a go uh, again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so two other design notes, um, that I wanted to touch on. Number one, um, the switch up of April and her character and her design. Absolutely loved it. I know it received some backlash. Um, I agree with you when the trailer was released, but I don't care. Like I thought it was perfect. Like let's get a different body type in there. Let's get a different, you know, culture and, and just feel. And, uh, I'm all, all for it. I loved that redesign. Um, the other design choice, which I wasn't quite a fan of was Mikey's braces. Again, <laughs> talking about the believability of things. It's like, all right, who put this mouth work in? Did he go to a dentist? Like humanity hates mm. him, but somehow he got these braces. Was this, was this an inside job and Donnie wired those in? I feel like that's not a 
great thing and they probably would look a little janky. I don't know. There's just no good explanation for it. Um, so I don't buy it. And it's like, why is that in there? Like, I have no problem with Donatello wearing glasses. Sure. Let's, let's do it up. I liked, you know, Raph having a full head bandana um, and a, a missing tooth, like all of these little character traits to make them stand out, but also um, not alienate, you know, the, the, the fans of the classics. I think they they were great, smart choices, except for these stupid braces. Uh, was not was not a fan of that. Um, and then just the the voice cast. Uh, I wanted to touch base on that also. Voice cast absolutely loved. I think Jackie Chan as Splinter was my favorite. Uh, now Splinter again was either from Japan or trained with a Japanese person, so technically. <laughs> There should have been a Japanese accent. That's okay. I'm okay. Uh, we switched it up. We had um, Jackie Chan, who is either Chinese or uh, from Hong Kong. Not sure. Um, but either way, uh, he did a tremendous job with that role. Rest of the voice cast was great. When I saw the trailer, I I think Donnie was the one that had the high-pitched voice, right? It was either him or Mike. Yeah. But I think it was I think Donnie. you're right. Yeah, I think you're right with Donnie. Um when I saw the trailer, I was kind of turned off by it. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I buy this. It doesn't seem to jive with what I know of the turtles, but I'll tell you what, when I watched the movie, like instantly bought into it, uh, didn't have a problem with it. Clearly from the tone of the movie and the way the characters were written, the dialogue, they were going for like a younger version of the turtles, um, you know, earlier on in their teen years, as opposed to later on. So totally fit and i was i was okay with it but uh yeah and voice cast in general had a lot of top name talent some of them uh underutilized um some of them maybe uh utilized too much i don't know giancarlo esposito you mentioned him earlier hair and uh that was one thing that was really cool too i not only did he do a, a really good job with baxter stockman's limited dialogue but also the way Stockman was written. Um, yeah, he's certainly the mad scientist and he's doing some kind of vaguely nefarious stuff, but his reasoning for it, where it's like, you know, I've never had anybody close to me. Everybody kind of sees me as the freak. I just want to make my own family and live in peace and that type of thing. Like, yeah, it did um, not necessarily tug at the heartstrings, but it, it, it allowed me to see that point of view and it's like, okay, I could kind of feel for this guy. You know, he's this loner type on the outskirts of society and he just wants things that he can care for and that care for him. So like, I get that motivation. Um, and you know, Esposito brought it to life wonderfully. So, uh, you guys have any thoughts on animation or voice cast? Uh, just with the animation, so one of the things, uh, and I mentioned earlier, is just taking a shot, like taking a chance with us with the animation style from like from Spider Verse. Spider Verse was was very different than what we've seen before, and I think this was a little different. Um, I, I like the comparison to like oil, like an oil painting. It seemed like stop motion animation in an oil painting. It, it seemed very. Mm -hmm. at, at a few times, I had to kind of think about. It. I knew it was full animation. But it seems so – with the movement, it seems so so stop-motion-y. Like I felt like I was watching uh, like Fantastic Mr. Fox a little bit, but fully animated and not, you know, not little 
little dolls. Um, I, I thought it, it really works. Uh, thinking, looking back, and I and I this is still kind of fresh in my mind. I saw this um, yesterday, I believe. No, Monday. It does feel towards the end of that fight. It just became, or the end of the movie in that final fight with Superfly. It seemed like a generic CGI battle, and it, that's what it looked like. It seemed, it seemed very, very generic. Uh, I wanted to see all the horses. I wanted to see all yeah. the details in some, of, and it just seemed like I was too busy. I don't know whether or not I was just too busy on focusing on certain things. I, he got those big bug eyes, and I feel like they take center stage on that kind of that kind of model, and it just I, there was a lot of detail that I. You're right. Someone probably went and busted their chops for it and they went to them in the final cut like look we know you, you know you put all these horses in there and the whale uh and the big bug eyes and all that little there's a bunch of other little detail but we're gonna skip that we're like you're not gonna be able to see it too much um so yeah it's a shame um the one thing that i i and i'm glad i didn't put on my notes is mikey's braces I thought the same thing and I didn't notice it till the end of the movie when he was like smiling and I, and I thought, okay, he got braces. So I don't know if he had them prior and how's he got insurance. Yeah. Like, you know, how's he pay for his out of pocket? Do you, do you know what our health system's like right now? And our dental right. system, like you got to pay for braces. Uh, they didn't look too advanced, but they're braces. I've had them. They're not cheap. Dental um, plan. And like you have to go every every couple months to get them like tightened or whatever. Like, who's who's doing that? Um, so I don't know if I saw that. My my interpretation was since I saw it at the end of the movie was now that they were accepted in society, he got the braces. But apparently, I missed it, and he had him yeah, the whole. Movie. He had him the whole movie. He had him the whole movie. <laughs> um, one thing that I and that I um for April. Just going on that really quick is the change of her with her. I know I you know I saw the backlash on on X or whatever you're calling the app nowadays, um, and a lot of people were complaining when the trailer came out and they're like, "That's not April O'Neil. That's not my April O'Neil." Like, first of all, <laughs> relax. The movie it's a it's a it's a movie about fake characters. Chill out. Number two, um, Ao Edebiri, who's in it. Um, she's great in the bear. Uh, she's great, yeah. great voice casting for this. What I was, I found interesting with the story is, and I don't know with the other ones that we got, uh, at least the animated one that came out, um, prior to the new, the most recent series was April being an adult. Like she's a full on blown, full blown reporter at that time. And she's, she's basically living her adulthood when she meets the turtles. This was a little bit different where they put her in high school at the same age as them. So I thought that was pretty pretty neat that a, a different angle where she was going through a lot of the same things, you know, trying to be accepted and, and has her own struggles just being – she's a human and being accepted in her own her own people. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of – I thought that was a cool parallel between the Turtles. Um, I, that's what I cared about the most, the story. I don't know. They – they could have made her a turtle for all I care. It's I thought I thought they did great with it. Was it was it was that was another character that they they really changed the backstory to them, kind of like Splinter, where it worked for the story purposes, and I was all for it. Voice casting, um, I didn't know Jackie Chan had done the voice of Splinter uh, until um, you got out of the theater. No, I, before I checked the, the credits, but then I didn't realize some of the names. And when you said some like top tier talent, um, you know John Cena. Did the voice of um of Rocksteady? I couldn't um, even see Rocksteady. Five lines, by the way. 
I what? couldn't see yeah. Rocksteady. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I sorry. It's, it's a, a John minute. Cena joke. I understand. Yes, <laughs> that's sorry. a hands joke right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, swing and a miss. Uh, uh, no. I mean, mm-hmm. even, even like Rogan put himself in here for Bebop, and and same thing had a couple lines, and he didn't do the laugh, and I was really disappointed with that. But yeah. even like some of the people in this, I I'm looking at the cast list um, now for it. The I'm shocker like, for me was Ray Fillet, right? Was um, what's his name? Um. Post uh, post post Malone, yeah. Dude, yeah. Uh, I, you you didn't mention Mr. Beast is in this movie. Um, he yeah, does a I voice didn't know for that it. until I saw the credits. Who did he do? He did the Times Square guy on oh, IMDb. Okay. Is listed as Jimmy Donaldson as Times Square guy. Cool. <laughs> what a guy! Yeah, he <laughs> he should have been like, it's I'll give burgers. They they should have had him like, I'll give whatever about any. You eat this pizza in less than a minute. I'll give you one million dollars, turtles. Um, <laughs> But uh, but even like Rose Burns in this movie, um, who, who else? Uh, Maya Rudolph, I, Paul Ru- Hannibal, Hannibal Burris. I did not know Maya Rudolph was in that until you just said it. Um, mm-hmm. even like I, I think it's funny. Paul Rudd, I think is is the one that has the most lines out of this. Um, yeah. one thing I wanted, I was really really hoping for, is when they were surfing back to New York, they did some sort of forgetting Sarah Marshall reference because um, that's one probably his best scene where he's surfing and has some of his best lines. Um, he, I think it's the only other movie he has. He pilpy. <laughs> That's the only, you're doing too much. No, you're not doing enough. You're, now you're just not doing anything at all. Um, so I was really hoping that maybe they threw something in there. They had pop culture reference for everything else. So why not this? Um, but overall I, I, it's, you know, they probably paid most of the money probably went to pay like John Cena and stuff like that just to get them to do five lines of dialogue. But um, couldn't yeah, even say. I, I know the turtles. I don't even know one name for the turtles. I don't even know, like, I recognize they're all they're all kids. They're yeah. all, you're not getting you're not getting a a thirty year old to do the voice of a sixteen year old. So I thought that was that was cool that they did that. And a lot of no names. Um, I've seen interviews like since the I, a couple popped up now because you know they're watching us and they knew what I watched. The the government knew what I watched. They, now they're putting videos of turtle interviews and all the kids. They seem like they they are they have that chemistry outside of the movie. So I think it flows well um, within like, just going back to that like family aspect and just, it, it just seems like they're there. They are their characters. Um, and I think that, that, you know, it, it works out pretty well, but um, yeah. Uh, I mean, other outside of Paul Rudd being a standout for me, ice cube. I love them as Superfly. I don't know why he just, I, I didn't know it was him until a couple, like maybe five minutes in. I'm like, who is this guy? Uh, who's Bro, the voice? You didn't and then know he that said, was Ice Cube. No, Come for, on. no, but the way he was tall, I don't know why. But I'm then, not like, buying that or Jackie Chan as Splinter. I can't believe you didn't know either of those. No, I knew Jackie. I'm sorry. I I I, I rebutted that. I said I knew Jackie okay. before okay. I went into the movie. I didn't notice Ice Cube. May, I wouldn't say five minutes, but maybe the first couple lines, it kind of clicked. And I was like, wait. I was like, that's Ice Cube. And then like, as he started like making some references, I think he had like a straight out of Compton reference somewhere. Little yeah, and I and I as he's talking, I'm like, "That's Ice Cube." Uh, I thought he was great. Uh, I I thought he 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 probably out of the other mutants had the most most dialogue. Um, I will say it got a little annoying as it went on for Ice Cube, but I think overall mm-hmm. it was it was a standout for me because I don't even think I, I ever heard Ice Cube do any kind of like voice acting. So I think if this was his first time, he did pretty good. Mm. 
I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to look into that. I don't I know. I feel like he would have done like a, a character in like that Doolittle movie with um He's probably been a Robert Downey Jr. in a couple. Maybe. Nah, dude, Kevin Hart does all those roles. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's Kevin Hart's bag. Um, Harry, yes. what about you? Voice Yeah, I'm 100% animation. with you guys on animation. Um, you know, I really enjoyed it. Although I I do agree with Chris, I felt like in the final third of the movie like we really left that a little over. bit and just went to kind of the story of you know sloppy a, a, town yeah Stop. just a big a big boss battle um you know as much as you guys have given credit to the voice cast i mean besides you know casting these young kids you know who are virtually i guess you could say nobodies you know to kind of do the the four main actors work i felt that the uh the big cast that was that was that had voices in this was really underutilized underdeveloped um they really don't introduce the the family uh with superfly and um you know bring uh what's his face uh Baxter Stockman's story like to life until like kind of the final third of the movie and you get introduced to so many different characters and you know as Chris was mentioning i mean besides shredder you know, I, I I couldn't name, you know, the villains right off the top of my head. You know, I would see them be like, oh, Rocksteady. Do you know what I mean? Um, right. So there was definitely a lot of like, here are all these people. Guess who's doing what voice and kind of like, here we go. Now, actually, you know, let's all go to the bowling. And, you know, now we'll lead to the big conclusion. Um, I wasn't really vibing a lot with that. And I think that was also a problem for me is like neither one of these characters kind of had a moment to stand out. Um, and it, it's part of the issue with the movie in general for me when I think back on it where, you know, besides the brotherhood bond and we talk, you know, there's that, but there's also this pseudo family that we never really meet, but then that we meet at the end that they have to come together because they're just like each other um, that, you know, we kind of get jumped into. Uh, I do agree with Chris as well in regards to one of the stars um, in uh, AO. Uh, it, I uh, it a beery. Um, I got it. Um, I almost said the D in front of the E. Um, yeah, I, I've been a big fan of the bear and she just stood out to me with April O'Neil and really, really loved her character. Um, can't wait to watch her do more things. Um, but yeah, really felt like there was kind of a waste on, on this cat, on this cast. I mean, I, I liked Superfly. I just felt like he was kind of just the same from the trailer. You know, we kind of get introduced to him and a little bit in the trailer. Um, I felt like there wasn't a lot there besides retelling the story of the 15 years from when they, you know, decided to, you know, change themselves and become a family together. Um, so yeah, that was, that was more, you know, I, I see your guys' points, but I kind of feel the counterpoints on it. Cause maybe that was the vibe I was feeling with the movie, but, um, yeah, it was just highly disappointed in the lack of moments for the cast or, you know, for them to put their own kind of spin on it. Yeah, uh, I have to put a really quick note on Harry's a couple of Harry's thoughts. Um, these are the sign of end times because in Harry's little monologue there, I agree. he said he agreed with me not once but twice. Yeah, man. Listen, I'm we with are, you. We are now in whatever book of the apocalypse is happening. Yeah, in the yeah. Bible. Let me let, let me <laughs> let me Revelation. go first next time, and uh, you can agree with me. So then we'll be good. Yeah. We, I don't know what book of Revelation, what where we're at in Revelation, <laughs> but it's happening, folks. Uh, Turtles is the harbinger of doom. Um, 
Yeah, that is that is quite interesting. Uh, Harry, you mentioned you know some of the the characters, especially like the uh, the bad guys who eventually become good guys, getting shortchanged, and and I agree with you there. Um, especially for me, uh, Bebop, Bebop and Rocksteady, those were two of the more well-known characters i think yeah for sure i could be wrong i'm pretty sure superfly was um created for this movie uh in the in the original cartoon you've got like baxter stockman merging with the fly and all of that stuff but i don't think that character ever existed ray filet mondo gecko leatherhead um those all existed uh that what was it a cockroach or what was that thing that was always throwing up the gross thing the one that splinter like was 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 yeah i don't remember if that was i don't remember if that was an actual character <laughs> and then wingnut and Genghis frog they were characters um although wingnut was um partnered up with screw loose or maybe that was screw loose and he's partnered up with wingnut i don't remember anyway i'm going through like the cast list and i can't see anything it says like whatever the name like the only gross one was fly things. was gross fly, was spider <laughs> but i don't know if that was uh yeah maybe that was it i don't know, I don't know. But the, so the thing here is that yeah all these characters got introduced and like it's cool seeing them but like they get introduced halfway to two-thirds through the movie and we don't get a ton of time with them it's like what's leatherhead's deal oh she's australian and a crocodile and that's it like you know you, you get zero real character stuff and uh for fans of the series it's like oh that's cool we get to see this character but there's like nothing else. It's just a character. Um, there's there's no no depth to it, and uh, I, it's it's a little disheartening. Uh, and like I said, Bebop and Rocksteady at the top of that list. So yeah, it just it kind of blows my mind that they did get some of these uh, cast members for these roles. I mean, Rogan, I guess you know, was just like, hey, I'm in. <laughs> Uh, and decided <laughs> he's just like he, he, dude. All he did was call. All he did was call Paul Rudd, who he's been in many movies with. He called Hannibal yep. Barris, who I'm sure he's friend with friends with. He probably yep. called up. He probably called up Rose Brin, who they have a show on Apple TV together, and said, "Hey, swing on over." Um, you know, same with probably you know Maya Rudolph. Like I, I, it's easy. Just get in the studio, and right? Record a couple right. Of lines. I got, I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with how many but lines like, they were recording. Well, yeah. So, like, my point is, yeah. I mean, I doubt I these people worked cheap. Yeah, like, sure, they yeah. did it as a favor, but, like, I'm sure they were still making a little bit of change there. Yeah, Nickelodeon's and it's like, well, what, Who cares? What was the point of that? Because, I mean, did you at any point during the marketing see this and be like, oh, Rose Burns in it. Like, let me go check it out. Or, like, Maya Rudolph not taking away from them because they're great actresses same thing john cena but like the contribution to the movie was so minimal it's like what was the point of having a name actor like why not give an unknown a shot like i i would argue against like that's not the case with paul rudd as mondo gecko because he had quite a few lines and he definitely brought something to that character but the others were basically just throwaway like the post malone thing i didn't know that was post malone playing ray filet until i watched the credits same with the mr beast what did that serve marketing just you know to get people to watch it right 
Right. Or so, like have another was, name on the poster little... per se. Yeah. Um, I got confirmation. I think it. I think you're thinking of Scumbug, who was oh, voiced yeah, by Alex Hirsch of Rick and Morty fame and Gravity Falls. Oh, okay. Cool. Sure. And his, all he did was. <laughs> Yeah, and that, uh, that was pay me a lot less. Dude, I would have done it. The, sl- the sloppy kiss with Splinter at the end. Cool. <laughs> Just <laughs> the noise is like. That was, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that was a little much uh, for my tum tum. Um, <laughs> but uh, kind of skipping forward to the end, or like the latter third of the movie. Uh, yeah, it did feel a little rushed and. Whatever. Look, they just they needed some type of adversary and Superfly was it. And, you know, he had a motivation, whether it was decent or not. I mean, he kind of took the plot from uh, X-Men, right? The first X-Men where Magneto wanted to turn everybody into mutants. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's not the core of the story. The core of the story is trying to fit in. And, you know, the Turtles thought that maybe Superfly's crew was the way to fit in and be accepted, and it was not. And then they kind of go back to wanting to be human and all that stuff. And I got to say, I did not, I didn't vibe with the ending, like, at all. Like, hey, we saved New York, and now we're beloved, and let's just go to school and act like we're not different. And it sends to me... A weird message. I don't know that I've ever seen, and maybe if I rack my brain, I could find it, but I, I I can't think of another movie where it's like, no, don't accept your uniqueness. Like, be normal, like, fit in, whatever. It's just, like, it's a weird message to send, especially nowadays, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, we, we're popular now. Let's, let's go fit in. Let's, let's do the normal thing. Like, I, I really wished that it it kind of would have been like a Spider-Man thing where it's like, we saved New York, but the people don't like us anyway because the media is against us or whatever. But you know what? Like we're actually, this is probably more apropos of X-Men because they, they fight to protect a world that fears and hates them. So you could kind of do that with turtles and then it plays into their ninjutsu thing. Like, Hey, we have to stay in hiding, but you know what? We don't need to be a part of that society. We can help protect them, but we're fine being who we are. That's a good message. But instead it's like, no, nah, let's dress up in Abercrombie and Fitch and like, you know, go to high school. Is that still a thing, by the way? Is that a dated reference? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I just, I did not vibe with that. And I wasn't digging the message it was sending. Like I get, I get having that as a motivation, but there should have been a revelation at the end where it's like, no, we're fine just the way we are. Like, we don't need to fit in. We are awesome as is. And they just kind of flip the script and they're like, no, you need to fit in. <laughs> um, I'll say final thoughts on the movie, uh, but I, I want to toss it back to you guys. What, what did you think about the fitting in thing? Do you have any additional thoughts about the final third of the movie? Um, yeah, I, the, the this was a generic movie. It's heroes are introduced... They have like one big thing, then they have something that holds them back in the and and before the climax, and then big big boss fight. Um, it is as as original as it seems for a turtles movie. It's a generic action movie or superhero movie, whatever you want to call it. Um, what bothered me, and I don't know if this was if this is in turtle lore in previous adaptations. Does Leo always have a thing for April? 
Was that one of the things that like they they somewhat kept? I feel like in the I don't live know action that he, ones, I don't know that have. he ever did. I feel like, uh, I don't even know. In in the live action thing, it was in in the original movie. I want to say it was Mikey. I okay. don't think Leo ever had a thing for April. But it was more like of uh, like all right, like he knows he doesn't have a shot with her because he's a giant turtle. Um, so I, I think like adding in this, that in. Yes. No, no, in the original ones, in the original, like she, no, like Mikey he never, never had thought he had interest a chance. in her like that. Oh, right. Mikey, Mikey, yeah, no, yeah, it was just like he, it was more like, oh, what a babe, but right. you know, not not like actively trying like feelings to make something or anything, happen. Right, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this one with Leo, it was really weird. Because we're like we're touching You didn't dig the interspecies. <laughs> we're touching some sort of different uh relationship that we haven't I don't think we've seen uh since that Guillermo del Toro movie came out. Whatever what was that called? Um Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Like this Hands, is basically I got three words for you, pal. Love is love. All right. Yeah, is it? Cool. <laughs> um this was like a, this was the this is the, the this was leading into an animated version of Shape of Water. Um, oh my god! But in a PG that's film, aggressive. In a PG that's film, aggressive. That's so <laughs> aggressive. Yo, I, um, I'm gonna, I'm about to cast you as Mr. Fantastic because that's a stretch, boy. No, nice. I, I, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if April's feelings back or whatever. I know in, in she in in most canons she ends up with Casey Jones, who was he in this movie and did he get? Killed by Superfly, there was a dude who chased him with a bat that I thought was Casey Jones, and no, I, don't, I don't know. I think, okay, I, I yeah, all right, I cool. don't think so. Um, I thought it was a little silly. I, I agree with your point of yeah, you can accept who you are and still be accepted by society, but live your life in the sewer. Like you don't need to be part of that human culture. You're already. I feel like you know enough to like like i don't know donnie's already a genius why is he going to school to study other stuff like leo is now a detective looking in the tcri i didn't have too big of a problem with it it was okay for i guess where the story was going i had the biggest problem and and i we're probably not going to go to dive deep into this was the post-credit scene was with introducing shredder because basically what they turned shredder into is this big arch villain and and running a basically a mob um and an underground criminal circuit and now he's just like a hitman in this thing she's like let's call in the shredder like all right well shredder should be calling you like to be honest like he's 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 a a a thanos level villain for the turtles like he is their like one of the most powerful villains that they have outside of like krang the krang or kang krang krang Crank. Bro, I'm um, just happy. I'm just happy the mid credit scene wasn't Splinter pulling out some DVDs of like volume two karate and he's like, time for an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen laughing in the background. Yeah. Jeez Louise. <laughs> um, I can't laugh like Jackie Chan. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that's what I had a problem with is where if they do end up going with a franchise with this and make a sequel, now they're going to make Shredder to be some sort of a a, a, a lackey for this TCRI, which hmm. he's not. He's basically – he should be telling TCRI what to hey, do. Hey, maybe uh, that's how he starts and he works his way up the ladder. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, also with uh, with that uh, TCRI and it was in the Secret of the Use, it's called TGRI. Uh, threw me off for about half the movie until I realized that they changed it. I don't know why. 
I don't know if they changed it for the sake of that making that anagram at the end of the movie when it's like whatever cosmic something something something. Um, if they want to use the word cosmic instead of something else, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I that's what I just kind of looked for it as an over overall ending with the shredder part. If they're going to be in high school, I'm just kind of like whatever. It, it just it, it, they're doing their own respectable thing. April and, and Leo are going to have a a. a, a somewhat probably illegal thing going on. They, they go to prom and all and they're having a relationship, which is going to be frowned upon. Um, I just, I, <laughs> you were going way too far with this, bro. I'm just saying, God and man, <laughs> that bothered me the most. I, 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 just, I gotta say how I feel or, or why well, are we doing this? Let's see. Let's see who Finn's <laughs> taking the prom in about 13 years. <laughs> yeah. You feel can't wait for the extended cut where there's a five minute smooching scene with Leo and oh, like, Jesus. Gross. Anyway, Gross. <laughs> uh, um, Harry, go on your thoughts because um, yeah, I, I'm bordering. I'm bordering. Um, uh, yeah, uh, some sort of getting yeah, silly. You don't have thoughts. to say. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. Um, for me, the message also too. You guys uh, were were hitting on, um, and that I think uh, hit home for me at the end was it almost felt like they had to do something big in order to be accepted. Um, and like, that's how they kind of finished the movie instead of it being like, Hey, it didn't matter about this fight. It mattered, you know, you know, either what we feel about each other, that we have each other, you know, as a family, um, in regards to that. And that's what I thought, you know, especially as we talked a lot about with the beginning and the feelings of the movie. So, um, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, led down a lot by this movie and, um, you know, I'll jump into my final thoughts as, as Chris had mentioned about the end credit scene. It's like, sure. You know, we'll get Shredder. Um, you know, we'll see what happens for the second movie. But uh, I guess I was I was just expecting a little bit more, maybe a little bit more heart or a little bit more uh, better storytelling. And I just felt like this just skimmed the surfaces. And, you know, this felt like a movie that was juggling trying to launch a series, as we talked about with the middle credit scene, uh, as well as trying to write this movie instead of just focusing on this and allowing this to be the platform to jump. Um and introduce, you know, either more villains and characters or, you know, lead to, to Shredder. So, um, yeah. Throw it back okay. to you, Papa, for your, for your final thoughts. Yeah. Um, just, you know, overall, I do agree. There was a little bit of a letdown with the story in terms of the villains and, and the message, like, like I had mentioned, but, um, but I mean, Overall, it was it felt like a fresh and youthful take on the turtles, and that's a okay in my book. Um, I thought the comedy was mostly pretty good. Uh, the milking thing, which probably could have um, been beating a dead horse, I I didn't find that. I, I think it was pretty funny, and like you said, they had a a good uh, punchline for it at the end. Yeah. So I don't know. I I enjoyed this. Um, I did initially give this 3.75 stars but mm. after after thinking about it for a while and kind of looking at it as a whole i uh bumped it down to 3.5 so still good um you know probably mm, upper middle of the pack as far as feature films go for ninja turtles but uh but a good and, and different take for me hands how about you uh, I, I give this a three and a half. 
three, 3.5 out of five. Um, you know, there, there, there are definitely some things I, 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 I guess I agree with you with like upper middle. It's not as good as secret of the ooze and TMNT for me. TMNT is, is, is peak turtles. Uh, and will always be for me. I, I just think that's a perfect turtles movie. Um, I, I'm not, even though it know, has no shredder. That does that's fine. It, it, they do it. They do it without Shredder. Pre, it, it's good. It's a it's a great movie. It's some of the best action scenes in Turtle movie. That's my favorite fight between Leo and Wrath. Um, you know, it, it, some of the things I I kind of went down on with the the Shape of Water reference towards the end of the movie and um, knocked it have a star for. You. <laughs> knocked it off <laughs> a lot. Um, but I I, I think. It, it, it's heading in the right direction if they kind of take all these little nitpicks that people have and and maybe if they're just using this to introduce the turtles as some as as the origin and they have a bigger plan i don't know if the budget's going to be there and they're going to want to throw money out towards like i said it's successful more overseas it's not breaking records here because you know we have barbie oppenheimer and and the 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 up and coming blue beetle and gran turismo so I mean that that and that's not and, and I see you laughing. That's not a joke. That crowd will take away from TMNT. Uh, They're going to want to go see yeah, those movies. Yeah. Well, to be fair too, I mean, look at Mission Impossible suffered from Barbie well, and Oppenheimer. That so, and so um, the Turtles, you know. What was the other movie that I was seeing that was like another big movie that was losing Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones. Like they were going to be considered like big failures because of Oppenheimer and Barbie. They ruined it. They ruined mm-hmm. it. I don't Sorry. know. Maybe just make a better movie and people will go see it. Sir, with it, um, with Mission Impossible, I thought you loved it. I did. I meant more with Indiana Jones. I thought that's the movie we were uh, talking about. I didn't see Mission Impossible. Um, yeah, so Mission Impossible is good. It's just it didn't have the legs for a premium format, so right. it, it failed. I, well, I, I like the TMNT crowd. Honestly, that they're, yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get Blue Beetle. They're gonna get Gran Turismo. Like it's that younger. Like that that target audience is, has a few more movies yeah. that they're going to see, so it's not going to get money. I don't know what what the budget on this was, but I, if it breaks even and, and becomes a profit like that, I think it's becoming overseas. We might get a sequel, and I just I, I don't know. I'm hoping that hopefully it's you know bumps that three and a half. April and Leo break up, and then and then Kate introduce Casey Jones to make things a little more normal. This guy, Goodness I'm just saying it's, 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 it's not, um it's anyway. Not right. Uh, I gave this three stars. I just felt uh, this was very middle of the road for me. Um, I, I find it didn't have too many points that stand out while still a good picture. I would highly recommend it if you have young kids uh, <laughs> under the age of 13. I think they'll have a, a ball of a time. If you're a Ninja Turtles fan, I think you'll find stuff to love in this too. Um, it's just this this didn't hit as well for me um, in regards to it. So, and uh, yeah. That's that's my rating and my my review for it. So sorry, everyone. I, I well, wish I could be a little I bit more positive. I had a shell of a good time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, our teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem review. Um, I think it's time to skedaddle. Hands anything for the peeps? No, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Magic Mind, for uh for sponsoring our show uh, i hope you enjoy all of our all of our talk of all the stuff that we're we're going especially with turtles talk and uh you're talking about how big of a, a turtle head we are um oh my god sorry i, you. I had Noted. to i had to throw back um i yeah. had to um uh if you enjoy it, yeah 
But if you enjoyed the last, you know, the last third of this movie, other movies I might suggest are like Howard the Duck, Roger Rabbit, and um, Shape of Water, of course, as I mentioned, for obvious reasons. <laughs> for the peeps. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, you know, I hope uh, I hope you guys will join us for our next episode. Hopefully, we'll have something something fun. Uh, maybe a Shape of Water rewatch. We'll see. Uh, underrated, overrated. You be the judge. Next, our next topic will be interspecies movies with interspecies romances. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Here we go. Yeah. Oh, how did I miss that one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm gonna actually clip that and then make that your ringtone. <laughs> It's be I've been trying. I, I've been looking for a Seth Rogen laugh ringtone for uh, like 20 years, at least since oh, he's been it's around. Be out there somewhere. I, I got to try and figure out how to just record it and put it on. Like, you got to search the dark web. There is a YouTube video. I think it's like it, like it's, it's not not no joke. Like 10 hours of just <laughs> yeah, just record that and set it as your ringtone. Shouldn't it be yeah. that easy? There you go. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Well, we love you. Be well to each other. Be good. Be well. Be nice to each other. And uh, hey. You know what? As always, make sure you live spicy.